DNVR Broncos podcast coming to you from Studio A here at the DNVR bar. And the A today stands for Avalanche. Let's go. <laughs> Avalanche. Game one. Avs Blues tonight. Your boy is going. Let's Should go. be great. Uh, I was going to say A stands for about how many? Oh, I like that. I like that. A little more focused on Broncos. Yes, exactly. Uh, about how many wins is Russell Wilson worth? And actually, let's do that with the Avs. About how many games will it take the Avs to win the series? Hmm. Or you could say negative, but that would be bad. I'm going to say I would set the over under at four and a half. Really? You think another sweep could be coming? I think so. I'll take the over. But by half a game. I'll, I'll go five. The Avs take care of them in five. Here's where I'm a little bit conflicted. Um, because before their little skid at the end of the season, when they were just humming, mm-hmm. I was like, I, I have this weird feeling. Premonition. I have a premonition that the Avs might just mow down the playoffs. Mm. Like, just skate right through everyone. Literally. And I was like, I don't... This is... this." premonition is making me uncomfortable (laughs) because it's setting expectations way too high Mm -hmm. um but then we saw what they did to nashville i mean yep nashville's really only stood a chance in one game yeah and there was one game where they fought and you know made it a little more difficult but the other one that they were in was just because some random goalie had a crazy game. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like the Avs dominated that game on both ends of the ice. So we'll see. But I would set it at four and a half. Yeah, and I'll take the the slight over there. And you know what? Going eight and one in your first two series, pretty damn good. Yeah, or just eight no. There you go. <laughs> uh, should be a, a fun one down there tonight. I'm excited. They took out Matt Duchesne. Now they get a chance to do yep, it to Ryan O'Reilly. Yep, yep. Of course, Ryan O'Reilly ran his mouth a little bit last year. Mm-hmm. Weirdly quiet. Uh, not weird at all. No, <laughs> makes tons of sense. He ran his mouth and then got beat. R- got ran. Uh, and then he just had to keep his mouth shut. Yeah, very quiet this time. It's interesting. I was kind of hoping he would double down. <laughs> right. I mean, at this point, you embarrass the hell out of yourself. Might as well just go all in this year. Yeah, just be the guy who like right. guarantees victory. Right. And and then because you've already failed once, if you do it again, okay, your track record's a little better, but right now he's batting over. Yep. He sure is. <laughs> uh, so that'll be a fun one. Can't wait. Vibe's going to be immaculate yep. over there. Um, and down here. Make I'm making big plans for the just like I'm all about making the if you're going to go to a game and spend the type of money that you have to especially spend. for a second round series yeah um you got to make it a whole thing okay what are we so talking like, i'm inviting all my friends that are going to the game over before nice. make do a little barbecue what time's the party start um really as soon as i get home games at 7 30 oh there we go love yeah, it let's get it popping uh let's get it popping on this show so like i said we're going to talk a little bit about what russell wilson's true worth is like how many actual wins is he worth? We've already got a comment in here saying one, maybe two. Whoa. Is that, is that, Whoa. Are those those guys that had you on their radio show yeah, in Vegas seriously. yesterday? Yeah, I'm saying Russ is washed. Yep. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a second. First, a shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, where you can bet five to win 150 on any NBA money line. But the crazy part is you don't even have to win. You yeah. just have to play. Um, so lots of good NBA series coming up here. Uh, a lot of good players out, which is kind of sad. 
really just sad that Jokic is out, but mm-hmm. like it is weird that all four top four MVP candidates are out of the playoffs. See, I, I love watching greatness, so I, I do cheer for the stars to make it through. But after Jokic was out and after all those other three guys in their cities came out and were like, well, see, who's the one that's not playing? He shouldn't have won it. Then I was like, yeah, let's get these other guys out. Yeah, uh, especially Embiid. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say Giannis. I uh, like Giannis Yeah, he's fine. He could still be in, but I'm not heartbroken that he's out. I feel like Giannis fans and Jokic fans uh, have like a little bit of an alliance. Cut from the same cloth. Yeah, and I honestly think Embiid, it's it's a testament to Giannis. Because I think Embiid fans also like Giannis. Mm, but Embiid fans do not like Jokic. No. Yep. Which, like, there's nothing unlikable about him. And to be fair, the only thing that you could maybe say about Embiid is, like, he whines a little too much. Definitely. Like, the whole, like, what do I have to do to win MVP? You know? <laughs> right, As right, I said on right. Twitter, you have to be better than Nikola Jokic at basketball. <laughs> that anyway, seems pretty straightforward. Speaking of MVPs, Broncos have a dude who I think is going to be in the conversation this year we'll see what happens i think a lot of players in the afc west are going to be in the conversation this year and it's going to be fun to watch Mm -hmm. what if they didn't though oh no this would give us now i do not like going back to this time in fact i hardly even remember it um (laughs) but i think a better way than just saying like oh yeah russ is worth this many wins or russ is worth that many wins would be to go through the schedule again. We've mm-hmm. done it once before. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll go a little faster this time. And say, okay, well, if they didn't have Russ, how do we, would we feel about this game? I have a an interesting thought about where this is headed. Mm, and Ryan, I, I'm really happy we're doing this because, like you said, we had one commenter already on YouTube that said one, maybe two. We have someone that says 11 or 10 wins. I think they mean total. Oh, a total. Okay, well then Mr. Orange comes in and says, well, I would say five to 10 wins. Well, right there, that's a massive window in itself. And I do think that there's some quarterbacks out there, some starting quarterbacks in the NFL that are worth one to two wins. Peyton Manning was worth double-digit wins, and you literally saw it in 2010 and 2011 when they were a 12-4 and team, and then they had the number one overall pick when they didn't have Peyton for a whole season. So I'm curious where we come up with Russ here. Yeah, I mean, Peyton literally was a 10-win player. Yep. Like just on least, his own. At least. And, and that's why it was just, I mean, so many reasons why it's so stupid. Then and hindsight being 2020, it is so stupid that they let him go. And I understand to get Andrew Luck, but man, when you have one of the best of all time in your building, you don't let them go. And now while Russ might not be one of the best of all time right now, Ryan, we're going to be having this conversation. I mean, we've already had it, and we're going to be having it in 10 years. We're going to be having it in 30 years about what in the world were the Seattle Seahawks thinking? How stupid were they? But you know what? It doesn't really matter because the Broncos, it's going to work out for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so I think we have a schedule queued up. Let's bring this thing up and start to discuss hmm. how this would look. Now, I think first and foremost, we have to answer the biggest question. If not Russ, then who? Mm, what would have happened? And I think it's it'd be too difficult to go through like free agent quarterbacks or the draft and try to project, you know, what they would look like with this team. Now there's two guys that we saw play with this team, Mm -hmm. almost exactly the same team, give or take a few things here and there. And I think we have to choose one of those. So if the Broncos did not make a trade for Russell Wilson, 
Who would be their quarterback? I think it'd be Teddy Bridgewater. And and, and that's assuming that they don't get Aaron Rodgers, that, that they don't get any of the big pieces. Because, Ryan, we saw the entire NFL, NFL world speak to what they thought of this rookie quarterback class. Does it, and no one liked them. Does, does it change your approach at all that Drew Locke is an expected starter in this league next year and Teddy Bridgewater is not? No. No, it, it doesn't at all because I think Teddy's going to get a very fair shot in Miami. And, and I think... Drew Locke being the starter shows you kind of where the Seahawks are trying to go here. For me, I think I would maybe make the case to go the other way. but okay. that, we, we that, can do that. No, Let's go with Drew. No, because then it just complicates it. Let's go with the starting quarterback from last year. Okay. My case would have been like, I think Nathaniel Hackett would have like found a way to love Drew. Um, I'm fine going Drew. No, let's go Teddy. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, to be, let, Let's be honest. It's, you know... I don't want to say anything politically incorrect here. It's um, they probably the, they, they may close. have got you to the same spot different ways. Yes, through a yes. hundred and fifty yard passing game with one touchdown, no picks from Teddy, and two hundred and forty yards passing with one touchdown and two picks for Drew, and then you kind of end up in the same area. Yeah, I mean, we'll go Teddy. Okay. So week one. Now one more thing. This we is have exactly to what I was out. about to say. Do the Seattle Seahawks have Russell Wilson? I'm going to say yes. Okay. So so right then and there, it's an L. Now, we we have never heard of another team being involved in these talks. I have to assume there were other teams that would have wanted Russell Wilson. Well, right before, the, the commanders did want him. I think they offered three first-round picks. That is true. And, I forgot about this. And, and Russ essentially said no. Smart man. Yep. Um, no one should ever want to go there. Nothing wrong with D.C., but outside of D.C., everything's wrong with everything about that team and, and even where they play. They're not even in D.C. <laughs> right, exactly. And they don't even – what's crazy is their stadium is on one complete side of town. The The practice facility is on, on another complete side of town. Um, where the practice facility is is a lot nicer than where the stadium is. But still. It's very bizarre. And, it, you know, the Broncos are technically in Inglewood, but at least their stadiums in Denver. Yes. Not like yeah. you have the stadium in Fort Collins and, and uh, their facility in the Springs. Some of the younger players like to live in Denver. Um, I know, like, Noah Fant was living in Denver for a mm -hmm. little while. Mm -hmm. um, so that you're, you can do that. You know, it's a yep. 25 to 45-minute drive depending on traffic. Yep. And if you're getting there early enough to the facility, True. it's no about traffic 20 minutes. at 5 a.m. <laughs> All right. Uh, so... If they have Russell Wilson, the Broncos have Teddy, it's a loss. Yep, and now if someone wanted to push back, they could say, well, Russell Wilson came here against Case Keenum and lost. But in Seattle, week one, I'm giving it to the Seahawks as well. Same. Uh, all right, week two against the Texans. Ryan, this has to be a win or yes. else I don't think we're going to pick any wins on the I was going to say, that one is a dub. <laughs> um, and, and I'm trying – this is really hard. I want to put myself in the mindset of – if we were doing because it's really easy to be like loss 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 right, loss, right, loss right, oh right. All this. <laughs> you know so i'm trying to take myself back and be like okay if i was being optimistic uh -huh. which i would have been we uh -huh. all know me um what would i have been saying yeah this one absolutely positively has to be a dub even if you're trying to be pessimistic it, it's a dub now this next one ryan man i just am not that high on san francisco because they don't like or know about their who their quarterback is right now. And to me, we've been through this for so many years. It's hard for me to buy into a team when they can't buy into their quarterback. For sure. Real quick, if you're playing along in the chat, just put like the team name, yep. colon, 
Yeah. Dub or L. Yeah. Because if you're just typing dub L dub L, then we're not gonna know what you're talking about. So team name, uh, winner loss. And do play along with us. Yeah, we'd love that. Um, okay. <sighs> I would be looking at the schedule, being optimistic, being like, okay, they're gonna go with Trey Lance. He's not gonna be ready this early in the season. It's at home. Mm-hmm. I always talk about the Broncos at home early in the season. They're one of the toughest teams ever to beat in the first three weeks, or I guess, yeah, yeah, in the first three weeks, um, September, usually. I'd give them a dub. And I'm fine with that. Why? Knowing I, in my head. That's how you'd be feeling. It was a toss-up, and yeah. I was leaning Broncos. Right, right, exactly. So I, I, I'm not going to push back. The only reason why I would say it would be a loss is because Nick Bosa in that pass rush against one of these quarterbacks. But Teddy, he can kind of handle the pass rush. So I, I, I'll go win there. And now we enter a brutal stretch in my mind, Ryan. At Las Vegas, the second road game of the season. I have this one as a loss with Russell Wilson, so I'm certainly going with a loss here. Yeah, I mean, especially in the former Broncos era, going into Las Vegas or Oakland, which have both, both have been around during this time, has been extremely difficult for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a no. Uh, now this next one, Colts Thursday night road or home game. Colts have to travel, so that does give the advantage to the Broncos. Ryan, I'm not that high on the Colts. I, I think they're certainly going to push for the playoffs. Wouldn't be surprised if they made the playoffs. But I think the Broncos win this with Russ. However, without him, we're talking about a playoff team, and I know it's a road game for them, which is going to be tough. But still, I think the Colts get the dub here. I would have given the Broncos a dub. We can go with that. Yeah. We're being optimistic here. Yeah. So we'll go with the Colts dub here. Now, you mean Broncos. Broncos, yes. I, I can't go this next game with a Broncos win. At Los Angeles playing the Chargers. No, definitely not. Um, as much as I would have wanted to, I would have, in my head, been like, yeah, they'll split with the Chargers. But you're coming up realistic about yeah. the Chargers. I appreciate that, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, they can beat a quarterbackless Broncos. Team. Yes, yes. And next one for uh, Kale's already got it in. The Jets at home, that's a dub. Easy. I mean, there's two gimme games on this schedule. Two extremely gimme games. It's the Jets and it's the Texans. So we're actually at four and three right now. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I'm curious to see where this next one goes. Um, Jets at home is a dub. And if it's not, your season is on the fritz right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you're two and four going into London. Yep. You're, I mean, we're talking draft. Oh, we're, we're talking number one overall pick potentially. That is because true. Because of what follows the buy. Right, exactly. Exactly. Okay. This next one is tough. It is. Um, and again, I have to go back to what I would have been thinking had the Broncos not made this move. I don't believe in the Bron- I don't believe in the Jaguars. Yeah. Um, now, I would have been weary of just the way that this goes, right? The NFL really wants it to be a Jags home game. I still don't think it quite would have been. No. The Broncos fans would have showed out. The Bron- Broncos fans are some of the best, if not the best, in the NFL. Especially overseas. They travel. They, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of people will tell us in our comment section, like, they got into the NFL during the Peyton Manning era. There's a huge, huge group of Broncos fans over there. Um, so it would have been even. 
I would have given the Broncos a dub. Okay, and I, I'm fine doing that as well. This would have been a coin flip. But, Ryan, we've got the Broncos going into the bye at 5-3. and three. With Russell Wilson, we had the Broncos going into the bye at 6-2. and two, Or I think I had them at 6-2. and two. You maybe had 7-1. and one, I think But I, I think it would have balanced out the game after the bye. Uh, but it, it's interesting. Broncos, they started fast last year. Yep. And so that's not something we can ignore. It's not like we're being crazy saying a fast start. We do have a couple of losses in there. But they're competitive without Russell Wilson in this season. In the only uh, – I mean, the Colts one, maybe we were a little too favorable. Um, but Thursday night at home, under the lights, all yeah. that stuff. And then the, the the 49ers. Like, neither of those would have surprised us if no. it went the other way. Um, you're going to beat the Jets – it's not crazy to say you're going to beat the Texans. It's certainly not crazy to say you're going to beat the Jacks. And, Ryan, it's about to get really, really tough. But one thing I want to do really quick is tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook because they have week one and week two lines of the NFL season up already. Ryan, Broncos, a total 14-point favorite combined in those games, four-point favorite against Seattle, 10-point favorite against the Texans. Really quick, what would they be in those games without without Russ? What was the Seattle game? Four-point favorite. Um, if the if the Seahawks had Russ, they'd at least be a three-point favorite. I, w- I was going to say, I think Seahawks would be three. So that's worth seven right there over at DraftKings. Yeah. And then Texans at home, 10-point favorite. This one would have been different. I think the Broncos still would have been five-point favorites. I was going to say slightly under seven. Yep. So we're, we're right there. And over at DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet on those games now. And, Ryan, you can even use free money to bet on those games by betting $5 on any NBA money line game in the playoffs. You get $150 in free bets in your account. You can take that money and then place it on the Broncos minus four. Place it on the Broncos minus 10 for the Texans, and we know that other lines are going to be coming out soon. So head over to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app, and use Promo code DNVR when you sign up to get $150 in free bets by just placing a $5 bet on any NBA money line game over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Someone play the like infomercial sound. I don't know if there's a sound for that, but I'm going to say if you or someone you know has been affected by billionaire greed, stopping you from being able to watch your favorite teams, head now to evaca.tv slash dnvr and we have a solution for you go to evaca.tv slash dnvr our friends over at evaca have solved a problem that has plagued so many coloradans for a while now not being able to watch the abs not being able to watch the nuggets not being able to watch the rapids and on top of it you can also watch the rockies over there on evaca tv so go over there and check it out what's the what's the best part 25 bucks a month boom plus 10 to rent your receiver but the good news is when you use the code dnvr and you go to that evaca.tv slash dnvr page 10 bucks off your first three months so 25 bucks a month for your first three months see if you like it i bet you'll love it oh you're gonna love it and if you want to watch the game the games with the fans that that you're surrounded by here come to the dnvr bar where we've got every single game on ryan at the the ball arena is going to be popping tonight and the dnvr bar is going to be lit it's going to be awesome and this is the place to be for every single colorado sporting event especially in the playoffs so come come after work you might want to come right after work get some dinner grab a seat before the 7 30 uh game tonight with the abs and then also check out all of our coverage over at the dnvr.com ryan 
and I are doing a, a couple of new pieces st- debuting this week that you want to check out. Some yep. fun ones over there. And, of course, the best Avs coverage, the best Nuggets coverage, the best Rockies coverage. We've got everything going on as well. And if you sign up over at thednvr.com for a, y- a yearly membership, you get a free DNVR shirt of your choice when you do. So check us out over at thednvr.com and also come hang at the bar. All right. Let's keep it rolling. Let's go on to the post by gauntlet yes and ryan you had this first one the titans as a loss with russ i had it as a win with russ no this is a loss without russ and and really quick for those of you just joining us now this is what the broncos record would be if they did not have russell wilson we want to see just how much he impacts this team yeah uh, it might be uh what was that it was like the war of the worlds thing right Do do you know this story no um essentially like a radio program played this i don't know um audio movie okay essentially i think it was on halloween or something like that (laughs) and it was they were pretending that like aliens had come to earth okay but it seemed Uh, real but but if you didn't tune in before where they gave you that warning (laughs) it seemed real and so there's like reporters on there being like aliens have come to earth like seek shelter immediately (laughs) people freaked out oh man um that so that's like what we're doing if you just tuned in you're thinking the aliens have, have landed and abducted the Broncos. Especially right now, you buy it because you're like, okay, Broncos have a winning record 10 weeks into the season. This is looking good. And what's about to come your way is when it sets in, oh, no. Over under us getting a tweet or a YouTube comment being like, how the hell do they think they're going this record with now? Over, for sure. I mean, Ryan, literally, we talked about something on the pod yesterday. 45 seconds later, we had a YouTube comment that said, what about this? Which we had just talked oh, about. That so it's certainly true. going that to happen. True. Yeah, we, we should play like a PSA every like Every four five seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, this, right. this next one, Raiders at home. The Raiders are better than they've been, and the Broncos still have a hard time beating them. Ryan, I'd go a loss. But if you want to go win, I could be convinced. I just don't think I would have predicted them to get swept by the Raiders. Okay, okay. We can go dub here. I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. Because, again, I know what's coming. Except not right now. Carolina on the road. Uh, I would have gone with the win here. I think Carolina is really bad. This has happened before, Zach, where at this juncture of the season, there was still hope. Yeah. Um, last year even, right? Yep. At this juncture of the season, there was still hope. So what is the Broncos' record right now? It's we got seven wins and four losses. Seven and four. Seven and four. Wow. Doomsday is coming. Those aliens are about to land, Ryan interesting i'm i'm in i'm kind of surprised where this is going to end up going but okay let's keep going i I gotta be i gotta be true to myself here Mm -hmm. yep Um, yep take myself back to a dark time that i hardly remember and try to think how i would have thought then and this would have been an easy loss yeah this definitely would have been a loss and just we can just flow that into the next week couldn't really play with them at home last year Right. You're going on the road this time, no way. Yep, and no way for this one. Although John Harbaugh may not go for record since it's not Vic Fangio coaching the team. Man, if Vic was coaching the team, I could see John Harbaugh trying to go for some obscure record just to uh, put, just, just to rub it in Vic's face because we heard John Harbaugh about a month ago bring this up again. Mm, wow. Yep. That's crazy. Did you hear that? No. It was, uh, they were talking about 
Oh, man. Oh, they were talking about how the, the Ravens had like something like four picks in the third round, five picks in the third round. Uh, and after the draft or before that round, a reporter said to John Harper, did you know that this is a record? And he said, uh, no, I didn't know that, but I bet, Vic, I bet Vic Fangio knew that. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's so good. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I hated the way he approached it the first time, but yeah. that's a nice callback. Yeah. yeah. little dig. I mean, talk about kicking a guy when he's down. Yeah. Vic doesn't have a job right now. Apparently, willingly doesn't have a job. Uh, yeah, apparently. I would love to get paid to to uh, millions oh of gosh. dollars to not do anything. So I I can I can buy it. A That's bit. why if if you can put your ego aside, being a fired head coach is the best job in the world. For sure. Can he put his ego aside? Sounds most, like yes. Most, yeah, right. Exactly. It does sound like yes. All right. Um, Chiefs is a loss. We can go through that one quick. Cardinals <laughs> at home, Ryan, and not to spoil this. This is the last game that I could see the Broncos winning without Russell Wilson. Mm, okay. So I, I it, had it doesn't mean one, we have to give him a win. I had this one as a loss in my head. Um, let's do it. But I have another one on the schedule that I think is a win. Okay. Okay. Well, let, let's definitely go loss here then. Uh, Rams on the road. Ryan, I have this as a loss with Russell Wilson, so it's definitely a loss here. Yep. And you can just go right through the next one as well. Uh, Kansas City on the road. Yep. That is a loss as well. Yep. So – we're having a, I guess, a little technical difficulty on the um, the graphic side here, so no worries, Kale. Um, don't worry, the aliens aren't coming yet. Yeah, on the it's, it's tough just because um, you you would. I'm thinking I maybe would have said like they're going to beat the Chiefs in one of these games, um, and that would have probably got to a, a record that I could see myself predicting. But I guess I'm going to go against what I've been saying this whole time. <laughs> it would have been the home one that I probably would have said like this is it. Right. Broncos get a couple Sunday lucky bounces, yeah. Um, but it's definitely not this one. No, it it certainly is not. But Ryan, you have uh, an argument to make about beating the Chargers at home in Week 18. Yeah. So there's a couple different ways you could go about this. One, I'll never, ever, ever pick the Chargers to sweep the Broncos. It's very true. It's just it would never happen. Yep. Um, two, I could have used the crutch. Of being like, yeah, even if things go well for the Chargers, maybe they have already uh, clinched here. And so, you know, they're starting, I don't know, is it Tyrod Taylor still there? Or did he did he leave because oh, of distrust? boy, who is that? No idea who their backup is. I don't either. Uh, but either way, I would I would have made the case that the Broncos win that one. Maybe you would have made the case that they beat uh, the Cardinals. Either way, it's going to come out to the same record here, which is 8-9. and nine. And that's oh. why I think... I probably would have predicted nine and eight one way or another. Um, really? Yeah, because I was being optimistic. Oh, okay, okay, right, right, right. Back in the day, I'm saying like in yes. If I put myself in those shoes, I would have said maybe I would have given them the Niners. Maybe I would, or I guess we did give them the Niners. Maybe I would have given them one of these, the Titans. I don't know. Um, the but Cardinals, I think I would have potentially. I think I would have got to nine and eight, but eight and nine, even then. Would have been an improvement over mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, and th this would have been taking the next step, right? The, the Broncos have slowly been taking steps, and none of us believed that those steps were going to lead to a Super Bowl with, with the steps they were on. It was probably going to balance out somewhere around 9-8, and 8-9 eight, eight and nine at some point. Uh, and so I, this is probably realistic. This is probably being very realistic, what I would have thought for this season, 8-9, right. and nine, just, a, a, just a slightly losing record. But George Payton has put good players on this team. He's built a really good team around the quarterback. Yeah, someone pointed out Tyrod was already in Houston last year. I forgot about that. Mm, yeah. um, 
So Houston I, has been very irrelevant. So I don't yeah, play. exactly. Also, I kind of ran those two years together. All of the losses have just run together into my head as one long, terrible season. Yep. <laughs> yep. So eight and nine, Ryan. That means we think Russell Wilson on this team right now is worth four wins. Is that what you thought coming into this? I thought five or six. Yep. And that's what and I you thought know too. What's so interesting about this is we look at the schedule right now. Don't you say it's a pretty difficult schedule? Yeah. Definitely. When I look at it from the other lens, I see why why we we would have maybe said it's an easier schedule. Now we would have talked about the AFC West still being a juggernaut, um, especially with like Devontae Adams coming, all the signings. Maybe there wouldn't have been as much of an arms race if the Broncos didn't get Russell Wilson. Um, I think that like triggered a little bit of an arms race. But what I'm saying is, I see there's a lot of winnable games when you're looking at it from being a bad team. Right. And you're saying, oh, you can you can win these ways. You know, you might be able to squeak one out here or there against a better team and squeeze into the playoffs because you have a, a, a decent chunk of quote-unquote gimmies. There's no gimmies in the NFL. Um, we see the it, Texans. We see it every year. I think the Texans beat someone really good they last did. year. They did. They did in like the second to last did week of the season Did they beat the Raiders? Was it the Raiders or was it the Chargers? That sounds better. I like that. <laughs> I think they beat the Chargers. I actually really do think that's what happened. Yeah, in, um, in Houston. Yeah. So there's no gimmies, but you could, you know, as you're building the schedule, you're saying, okay, well, that's an easy one. 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 Build off of that, and you have a chance. The But since we've flipped to where, like, we're in the mindset of 11 wins is almost – a requirement to make the playoffs just yeah. looking around the division now it might not turn out that way someone might underachieve cough chargers um but speaking of the cough chargers they did lose to the texans 41 to 29 the day after christmas mm, that's juicy <laughs> go texans good job um, plays into your narrative perfectly yeah, exactly um someone could underachieve it could be anyone honestly like you just the same way you can make a case for everyone to be first place in the AFC West, you make the same case for everyone to be last place in the you AFC can. West. You I can. think the toughest case would be the Chiefs. But even then you could just be like, Oh, the passing game falls apart. Yep. Um, Tyreek Hill turned out to be a much bigger problem for defenses and, and a much bigger solution for Patrick Mahomes opening up the middle of the field. I'm not making that case, but someone could uh, and say they're gonna be last place. But it would have been very clear that the Broncos were going to get last place if they didn't get Russell Wilson. Yep. And I think eight and nine absolutely would be last place in this division. This oh, year. Nope. With, with, without a doubt, Ryan, every team in this division should be a winning record. I, and I even think every team's going to have double digit wins. I think the Raiders are going to come in last in this division with a 10 and seven record. So eight and nine, boy, the Broncos would have been the easy game on the schedule for every team in the AFC West. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they would have, they would have loved it. They would have loved it. Um, where did you think we were going to come in? Uh, I thought I thought we were going to come in uh, probably seven and ten, uh, and I, I probably would have thought just so looking five at the schedule. Wins for us. Exactly, yeah, five, five to five to six wins because what well, what you have to remember, and I'm happy that we viewed it from from the optimistic lens that we would have been viewing it through. Ryan is this team again has not been awful. 
these past few years. They've been terrible from a Broncos standards perspective, yep. but they've had the ninth pick in the draft in back-to-back years. They haven't had the, the fifth or fourth or third overall pick. And if we're talking about Teddy Bridgewater, he's going to be good enough where the Broncos aren't terrible. And that was the worst place to be. And, the, and, and that's why an argument from a lot of people, including you last year, was play Drew because it's a boomer bust. And, and a bust is not the worst thing ever. No. And I think, well, I guess it could you look back and say it didn't actually matter? Yeah, the absolutely. Seahawks accepted nine. Yep. Like if the Broncos would have had four, they would have sent it as well. Yep. It wouldn't have changed. Maybe you get to keep one guy. Yeah. Is that would you say? So maybe it, it, it's still worth it. Like if you had number four, you could have kept Shelby Harris maybe. And that's who you would have been keeping. Yeah. Yeah. It would have I been. Think it's it would have been nice. It would have been nice, but in the end. The Seahawks bit on nine. That's all that matters. And But let's throw it the other way. Kind of like we talk about Peyton. One of the reasons that he he liked the Broncos was because of how many pieces there were there. And they were an 8-8 eight and eight team that went to the playoffs with Timothy Tebow. And I love Tim Tebow. <laughs> but come on. He saw the, the potential that was there with this team. What if the Broncos do have the third overall pick, Ryan? And they go 4-13 they go and 13 last year. Is Russ forcing his way to the Broncos? Or is he thinking well, maybe I do want to go to the East Coast with Sierra. If I'm joining a bad team, might as well go to someone that, that's going to be in D.C. instead of Denver. And, and he doesn't prioritize Denver as much because it, the pieces aren't uh, don't show that they're there. Yeah, I think it's possible for sure. I think it all worked out. It's definitely possible. So you're right. It, there's, you know, there's push and pull for everything. Um, when the Broncos win a Super Bowl sometime soon, I'll look back and say, Everything was right. No wrong moves because you won a Super Bowl. Yep, ex- exactly. And this is interesting because in my head coming into this pod, I set the over-under at four and a half wins for Russ. I personally thought it was going to be over. We came in just under. But if we talk about this from a long-term perspective, uh, I don't think Russ necessarily adds a number of games each season. What I think he does, Ryan, should be pretty much an automatic double-digit wins. Yep. Yep, and then you give or take a few here or there. Yep. Four wins is even though it doesn't sound like much, is exponential. It's it's massive. It's the difference between not sniffing the playoffs, which you wouldn't have at eight and nine, and comfortably making the playoffs, which you would at twelve wins. Yeah, a hundred percent. And year in, year out. It's the difference between saying you have the franchise guy and you're competing for a Super Bowl every year and talking about how you're in purgatory because you're not a terrible team but you're not a team that's ever going to compete for the division. And Ryan, since Russ was drafted uh, in 2012, the Seahawks have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight winning seasons, eight seasons with 10 or more wins. And that's in an era where most of those seasons were in a 16 game schedule. So the two seasons that they didn't, they went nine and seven in 2017. If they had an extra game, could have easily got to 10 and seven. And then last year, which they would not have got to double digit wins. So realistically, you can make the case that Russ legitimately is nearly 90% guarantee rate of getting double digit wins. And that is being relevant. That is being in the playoffs. And then you're going to have seasons like he had where they went 13 and three, where that may be 14 and three in a couple of years down the road. They went 12 and four a couple of times. Yeah. Double digits. Print it. Yep. Put it down. Yep. And that was with, again, a Seattle Seahawks organization that was making funky moves left and right. Really bad draft choices. Really weird moves uh, with their roster. So far, we have all the faith in George Payton that he's not doing that because he hasn't done that yet. 
other than DK Metcalf, what other draft picks were really good for them post Super Bowl? Post Super Bowl, Tyler Lockett came in in 2015 or 2016, okay. a third round guy. He seems good, but again, mm. we're talking about a guy Dependent that was position, helped out yeah. by Russell Wilson himself and DK. Yes, and, and the, DK as well. I think DK would have succeeded in most situations. I agree. At like a Cortland Sutton level, maybe a little right. above. Right. Um, and maybe I'm taking too much away from him there. So I'll, I'll even say well, I don't think so because I think right now he's like one notch above Cortland, wouldn't you say? Yep. And so, wouldn't is Russell Wilson just make up that notch? Yeah, because he like what he does for them is win jump balls, and he's definitely bigger and stronger, and probably jumps higher than Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. So yep. maybe it's not fair to say that that uh, Russell completely evens that out. And it's hard from a stats. Maybe Cortland's pers- a better route runner potentially, and it's hard from a stats perspective because there's going to be more guys here that Russ is is throwing the ball to. So it's not he's not necessarily going to have DK's stats. All right, this is interesting. Four wins, feels low, but when you boil it down and you think it out, it seems about right now. Could you easily make the case that the Broncos would have gone seven and nine, or yeah, seven and ten, or six and eleven? I think you could absolutely. And like, I mean, flip people would have been doing it. Flip the San Francisco game. I think some people are going to call us crazy for saying the Broncos beat San Francisco. But I mean, th- there's a couple of games that we said were coin flips. We gave the advantage to the Broncos, and there you get to five, six wins. And honestly. I very easily could have gone through the schedule and gone L L L L L L L L L. But I'm tr- I was trying Jets to Jets and Texans win. Trying to be in the mindset of where we would have been. There's no way we would have sat here as the schedule came out and said the Broncos are going five and twelve. No, de- definite definitely not. But still, so so our range is kind of four to seven wins for us. Yeah. And I think he's absolutely worth that. Um I I'm I'm so antsy. It's it's the best feeling, the best feeling. Just can't like wanting Broncos football to be here so badly. Mm-hmm. I can't necessarily say like you always get a kick at some point in the summer where you're like, ooh, football's coming soon. Yeah. But it's more like for the, in the last few years, it's a lot more been about football season, not Broncos season. Right, hundred percent. And this is all about the Broncos. Like I, every time I close my eyes, I see. Russell Wilson throwing a dope pass to one of those receivers. Mm-hmm. And now it's about it's about the the Denver Broncos on national perspective too. Five prime time games, Ryan. I can't wait, and I'm antsy to talk to the people. Should we hop into the comment section after I tell you about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental, where they have such a cool thing going on, Ryan, and they've done it for a long time. And it's because they want to show you how good uh, of a, of an experience you're going to have over at Green Mountain Dental. If you schedule a cleaning, X-ray, and exam, you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush you're going to get your teeth cleaned anyways might as well go to a place that's going to treat you right they're going to treat you like a family and they're going to give you a gift of a free sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam they may be in the bar here tonight hanging out with us because they're part of our family we go to them and they treat everyone just like family so check them out you can go talk colorado sports with them over there at green mountain dental all right and let's talk one very specific colorado sport with our comment section do we have any super chats no super chats, so let's move right into our guy, LDJ. You know he's going to have something good. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, guys, so did I hear that Zach say that a radio station believes Russ is cooked and on the decline? Nice. This is LDJ territory. <laughs> Here we go, uh, baby. A self-aware king. 
You know, I've been getting several perspectives on uh, how nationally and in division from the Seahawks and what they think of this team. And sadly, they're buying that Russ is on the decline. Uh, the narrative, they're blaming the lack of production by our weapons and that our wide receiver core is overhyped and is not that good. Uh, shoot Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football brought up Jerry Judy recent arrests as a bit of a misinformed cheap shot. The defense, uh, they the defense they don't believe in without Fangio, etc. Broncos will finish fourth in the division. But my rebuttal is simple. You can't say that since 2020 that if Denver gets a QB, watch out for this team. And then uh, when we don't just go get Matt Ryan or Carson, we get Russell freaking Wilson. And now you say he's on the decline <laughs> without acknowledging that in 13 games he had a better TD to INT and QBR and completion percentage than Brady and Stafford in their last seasons and their previous teams. And lastly, if this roster wasn't so good, uh, why were Seahawks fans and Seahawks radio upset they didn't get more of our young talent? They wanted Jerry, Judy, Javante, Chubb, Pat Sertan. But yeah, I guess with those pieces still on the team, we'll finish last in the division, right? LOL, SMH. In the words of the great Steve Atwater, we'll see. Uh, LDJ, we called you to step up to the plate and we need a grand slam. And boy, did you deliver. You hit it out of the park, LDJ. Our specialty coming off the bench for a grand slam there. Great comment. And one of the things that he said that I was asked about uh, by, by the Las Vegas radio, which they believe in, is they said, well, now without Vic Fangio. Aren't you expecting a significant decline from this defense? And the defense isn't going to keep you in games anymore. And I said... Yeah, I'm personally expecting a, a drop from this defense. But the Broncos, that means they're finally entering the 21st century of football where you win from your offense and then you just need a good enough defense to keep you around. And if the Broncos, I don't expect the Broncos defense to be bad. They still have a lot of good pieces. But Ryan, I think it's silly to expect a top three, top five defense from them. If they're borderline top 10, if they're just above average, I think that's right where they should be because this offense is going to be top 10 and that's what's going to carry them to the playoffs. Then with a good defense, that that. That's there with them. Good to average defense. And that's what the Broncos finally have. So, yeah, the defense probably shouldn't be as good as the expectations have been these past few years. I'm not going to say every because there's always an exception. But 99% of Broncos fans have no problem with winning 30 games 31-28. Oh, no way. Except for, like, Vic Fangio's kids. You know, they, they're probably like, oh, why, why, why aren't they winning 20-19? to 19? Yeah, everyone wants to see 30 points on the board. And if the defense gives up one point less, no one cares. Yeah, no, doesn't 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 matter at all. And I think it's fine to say the defense will take a little step back. Yes. Um, but the offense is going to take a giant leap forward. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fun and yes. good. Next one coming in from Melbourne Broncos says, "My boys, here's my take on a few things. Benito will be awesome. Why do you ask? Because George Payton drafted him. I trust every move he makes. Our harmonious clubhouse is the key to a great year. The Chubb Bowls incident last preseason could be a lingering storyline. That's why I believe Chubb will be traded before season's end to stock up on draft capital. Keep up the great work. Cheers and let's ride." I'm having a hard time remembering the Chubb Bowles incident. Uh, in training camp, those two got into it and were really, really heated. That was when Garrett Bowles had to be sent into the locker room mid-practice to be cooled down. I have a cure. Winning? Winning. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it helps everything. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's so much pressure on these guys to, to win. And going into these last few seasons that pressure is just mounting and mounting, losing season after losing season. Frustrations boil over. There'll be another fight in training camp this year, but it won't, it, it, it won't spiral. It won't boil over more than that because these guys believe in the mission 
And Nathaniel Hackett, I think, is going to do a great job of making sure these guys, you know, uh, have some camaraderie and there isn't some, like, offensive-defensive divide, all of that stuff. There's going to be another fight in training camp. It could be Chubb and Bowles. Doesn't matter. <laughs> what do you think Nathaniel Hackett's response to a fight is going to be? Because some coaches embrace it, uh, and some coaches say that that is never allowed here. We can't have that. He seems like a kick a guy out of practice thing. Who started mm. it? You're out. Mm. And then after Maybe practice? Both. Just both are out. And then after practice, say we can't have that here? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I picture him being one of the people that says, like, how stupid are you guys? Honestly. You need him. He needs you for us to get where we need to go. And you're throwing at him? Mm-hmm. You gotta be an idiot. I think that's what he would say. Mm, I could see him doing something crazy, like he just like starts screaming in a high pitched voice and like running over to him like crazily, and it just freaks everyone out. They're like, "What is this guy doing right now?" And it kind of dissolves the situation right there and then. I think that's when you would see the realist side of Nathaniel Hackett, which is like, you remember like you have you maybe had a, a boss or uh, a friend's parent. Who said, like, don't make me be this guy. Right, you know? Right. I don't want to yell and scream. I don't want to be red in the face. Don't make me do it. I think Nathaniel Hackett would be the same way. Where he's like, I want it to all be fun and games around here. But that is intolerable. Now you made me be this guy. Where I'm yelling and screaming and making you guys run or whatever it may be. Um, I think that's where he is. I, th- I, think, I think he's going to be the disappointed route. Really mm. disappointed in you guys, and you know it, it's the it's the dad that everyone loves, yeah. and then you just disappointed him. It's gonna break their hearts. <laughs> Man, uh, J twenty seven in the comments saying I'm ready for the first public <laughs> practice, dude. They're gonna ha- they're gonna have to like sell tickets or something. Yeah, it's good. it's gonna be Peyton Manning era esque. Yeah, and Peyton when Peyton first got here, it was pre Hill, right? Yes. Um, it was. So it'll be interesting to see. Like, because back then it was just kind of difficult to pack a ton of people in there. Yep, you're like what's hiding the, behind trees. What's the max? Like three, three thousand? I think it's five. Okay, five thousand. There's gonna be six thousand there. First day. <laughs> yes, there were, and probably all throughout training camp as well. Yep. Uh, the Broncos had it, embarrassing numbers the past couple of years. In fact, they stopped releasing the numbers because it was so bad. Ryan, that's not gonna happen. They're gonna be parading them around. They're gonna be making their own graphics to to promote how many people are there. They're gonna have to do something just to like make sure there's enough room for everyone. Uh, just you gotta get there early to get a spot. Right, but I just mean like I don't know. Like, almost like making grids on the ground to be like, you can't take up more space than this. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and really quick, J27 reminded me this. A lot of people have been asking if, if these off-season workouts and practices are open, if OTAs will be open. They are not open. The first time to see this team is training camp at the end of July. Bring, bring some shade. and Yes, bring some shade. And that's why you got to tune in with us, because we'll be there at OTAs, and uh, we'll tell you everything that goes on. We'll always bring the shade. Next one here comes from <laughs> Dan Burke. says, hey, guys, where do you guys stand on Draymond Jones and his long-term prospects with the team? Are you all okay with paying him around $15 million a year if he gets close or reaches double-digit sacks, with it, which isn't something that's unreasonable, considering he'll, getting, he'll be getting more advantageous matchups this year? Draymond definitely seems like someone who won't take a hometown discount. I wonder where... The, Oh, because he said that he's about to get paid. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably a case of paying him market value or letting him walk. What do y'all think? Yeah, I mean, this really reminds me of Malik Jackson. And what did he get? $15 million. What did he do? He had a, he had a really good season that, that was with the primetime team. Um, I do think that Draymond can get $15 million a year. And I would be okay with paying him 
if the money's there, and that's actually going to be a legitimate question. Now, we know that you can manipulate the cap till the cows come home, and the Broncos are going to do that. But at some point, especially with how many guys the Broncos have, you're probably going to have to decide. They probably can't pay Bradley Chubb $20 million if he comes out and has a great season, and Draymond 15 So uh, I would be okay with paying him 15 but you just might not be able to with other decisions. Yeah, I got to see it. But I'll say this about hometown discounts. Everyone doesn't want to take a hometown discount until there's millions of dollars sitting on a table in front of them. It's true. And we've seen Derek Wolf take one. We've yeah. seen Chris Harris Jr. take one. And we're talking about the end of a season, like in December. Yep. Uh, there's something to be said about security. And as much as I always want these guys to secure the bag, I want them to secure it as fast as they can. Because you never know. The worst stories are the, are the guys who get hurt in week 17 of a contract year, you know? Um, so hometown discount is almost um improperly labeled it's more like a security discount now there is sometimes um where guys sign at a hometown discount and hit free agency it's pretty rare though um basically it's like if i make it to the end of the season i'm chasing the bag as much as i possibly can but if you're going to offer me something and I don't have to worry about getting hurt for the last few games and I can, you know, like just let loose, um, then it, it it changes your perspective. Yeah, it, it does. It's a security blanket for those guys. But then you also see guys like Malik Jackson who say, yeah, I'm not going to take it in any discount. I'm going to go and hit the open market and gamble. And it certainly paid off for him. Yeah, it's like if I – if someone told you I'm going to give you – several million dollars right now yes i'll take it or they said <laughs> i'll give you even more um in six weeks but once a week you have to go through something that could very easily take all of that away from you yeah you're just gonna for me i'm taking the money especially when, when we're talking about potentially 15 million dollars a year whether maybe that discount is 11 million dollars a year 12 million dollars a year you're talking about life-changing money and i and i'm saying once a week just talking about games anything can happen at any time Right, exactly. Yep, 100%. Next one coming in from Mike1809 says, Fellas, it's been too long since I've commented, but I've listened every day. Keep up the great work. Thank you. First, I just want to wish Mace the best. Ser seriously, that guy is awesome. His knowledge was one of my favorite things when I joined the DNVR fam a few years ago, and he's going to be missed. Major props to Mace for putting his family first and doing what's right for the Mason family. Really hoping that he'll pop in and out of the show from time to time. Also, yesterday's discussion on Mexican food had me missing Denver way too much. I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and it's tough to find decent Mexican food out here. My favorite Denver Denver spot is the Brewery Bar on Calumet Street. Mm. It's a total dive, but their green chili is unreal. That's where you find the best green chili. Yeah, it, it, it's dives, yeah, not necessarily there. Yeah, Brewery Bar is one that gets a lot of rave reviews from true Denver people. Mm, sounds so good. He says, looking forward to seeing the Broncos sweep the Raiders this year and shutting up all their stupid takes, hoping that Tim Patrick catches another first down and talks smack to McDaniels like he did to Gruden last year. Ha, ha too good. That was like three years ago. That is wild how all of these years <laughs> blend together. There's no one on this team that was there for the, for the Josh McDaniels era. No, definitely not. Uh, Vaughn would have been the closest, and he wasn't even there. Yeah, um, but the, the I know this because I talked to Tim Patrick about this in the locker room after it happened. So that means it was definitely pre-pandemic. So yep. that takes us back two years. So at, at the 2019, at the earliest, it was in 2019. Man, that is crazy. Yep, it is. Uh, next one from Jordan Andrews, my boys. I need that golf hat that RK was wearing yesterday on the pod. When is a restock coming in? Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Keep an eye on the DNVR locker. Man, those hats are so sweet. 
I, I completely agree. Also, also, by the way, uh, if you sign up for the golf tournament, not a golf hat, but you get a sick golf towel. Mm. Um, DNVR, it's got knucklehead on there. It's got a bunch of DNVR logos on it. Um, so come play in the golf tournament with us and get yourself a sweet gift. Not quite the, the hat, but the hat will be back in stock and then you can, you know, you can be all DNVR'd out on the golf course. Like wow. I personally love am. I love it. Next one coming in from Vash. Wait, he's still, he's still oh. had more. Also, in light of Shelby Harris's comments about number uh, 96 being used soon after he left, it got me thinking what numbers are next to be retired. For me, it's 58 for Vaughn, 24 for Champ, and 88 for DT. What do you all think? Let's ride. This conversation comes up every offseason several times, and this, this feels almost like a boomer take for me. Um, but I just I'm, – I'm pretty much anti – number retirement um should they unretire john should they unretire no uh 18 for the uh the sub letter of peyton manning no um first of all give peyton his own thing <laughs> please for the love of god um second of all you can leave whatever's retired okay um but third i hope that the world goes on for a really long time and i hope that they're playing football all that time if you re retire the number of all the greats, we're going to run out of numbers eventually. So then eventually you might have to just wipe the whole slate clean. Unless you do it by first ballot Hall of Fame. And then you would have uh, Champ Bailey's number retired. You would probably have Von Miller's retired or number retired. But then let's say you do get to 25 guys. Then it's okay. If, if you're dealing with that issue because you have 25 first ballot Hall of Famers in the year 22250 or something... It'll be okay. You're going to have like 20 repeats on the 90-man roster. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay because you have so many first ballot Hall of Famers. Then you can wipe it. Fair enough. The one I will say is like I hear the argument for DT. Um, it, it's a different scenario to me Yeah, um, that I would support for sure. Um, so then my, my question, my, my mind immediately goes to Darren Williams. Yep. The difference is – and this is not to take away from Darren yeah. because I absolutely, he was probably my favorite player at the time. Um, DT is an all time great, probably the best receiver in Broncos history and was sadly taken away from us way too soon. I would like to see him honored in one way or another. doesn't have to be retiring the number, right, right. Um, but like, I don't want to just see it go away. You know, last year they put the helmet decal on, they put the thing on the sideline. I thought that was a nice touch, obviously um, snapping the ball, without a, an X receiver out there just slayed me. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see him honored in one way or another. Of course, he'll be in the ring of fame mm -hmm. and maybe we can expedite that process and just do it this year. I no think that would be nice. Um, but whatever it is, I would love, love, love to see them permanently honor DT in the stadium in a very visible way. Well, one of the things that the Broncos did with Darren Williams is now they, they named an award after him given, given by the media, the Darren Williams Good Guy Award. Demarius Thomas actually would fit that perfectly as well. Yeah. Uh, but maybe it's the Demarius Thomas locker room. And whether it's one in the stadium, whether it's the one the best in, the, in the Broncos the facility, or, or another award. Yeah, they could do another award or just something where, where you're honoring him, where it's not necessarily a jersey retirement. And, and I'm fine if they want to do the jersey. That's totally fine. But there's other ways, too. How about like a mural on a wall inside the stadium? Or like a, a, yeah, a, why not a prominent wall? Why not wall? a statue? Yeah, I mean, statues is like to me is a step above number retirement. Again, not against it for DT. 
Um, the stadium has so much room around it for for multiple statues. Yep, and, and, and they already have. I mean, he one. would technically get a statue or a bust um, if he goes into the Ring of Fame. Yep. But Pat Bowen's the only one uh, who has one right now, um, and I think it'd be great. You know, Peyton Peyton has one in in Indianapolis. Wonder what happens when they move the stadium. If if they build a new stadium somewhere else. Please, can't we just keep alternating back back and forth? So now put the new stadium where the old one was and then make the It'd parking lot. It'd be great. <laughs> I feel like we could do that for all of time. But yeah. I was talking to someone about this yesterday uh, and they were shocked about the whole new stadium thing. Like they hadn't heard about it. So I had to like go through the whole thing. Yeah. And it just comes down to this to me. You go out there by the airport and there's nothing but land. Yep. And so not only can you buy the stadium. Yep. But you can buy all the land around it. Remember, we're thinking Rob Walton here. Yep. He could buy all of Colorado if he wanted to. He's <laughs> 70 um, billion. He'll yeah. do that. Um, you take, all, you own all the land around it. You develop it for housing in some areas. You develop it for, res, uh, for you know, um, retail in other areas. You put a sick uh, entertainment center 100%. in there. Um, you know, you could do all sorts of stuff. You can. You have a dome to get Super Bowls and concerts in the winter. And so, as much as I hate it, and I really hate it, yeah, I do. N- I never want to see a team leave downtown. It's probably going to happen if they build a new stadium. It's not going to be downtown. And they're not like people don't buy teams just for fun. Really, they buy teams to m- become even more wealthy. And the team itself isn't going to make a dent for Rob Walton in terms of him making money. Even if the, the Broncos go undefeated and win the Super Bowl and all that stuff and it's sold out, like it already is. So you make like millions off of that. If you really want to like create an empire, you have to build a new stadium and develop around it. And think about this. If the more money Rob Walton has, probably the better it is for the Broncos. Or what if what if his... Now, this wouldn't you wouldn't be able to vote on this, but what if he thought... I'll build the stadium myself. I'll pay for it myself, which I don't think he's going to do. Uh, and then says, but I'm moving the team out of Denver in order to make the money back by having this empire. Would you take that? So you don't instead have to pay of what? For, instead of paying for the stadium, and it's right by where Mile High is now. Wh- which one, would, probably, which one would, the, would the public want more? People probably won't like my take on this. Just take my money. Right. Stay in downtown. <laughs> right. Like... Uh, it's coming I'm, out of my paycheck before it hits my bank anyway. That's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> as bad as it may sound, like I probably won't notice it that much. Right. Um, that sucks. But I would make that trade. I would pay my, you know, I don't I don't know what it would come down to me actually paying. Right. Um, Dollars. I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, like, that's a, that seems like an easy one for me. Now I realize I'm making a decision for millions of people. Not actually, but in this scenario. Uh, and I get it. Like, I, I totally get it taxpayer saying like why would we pay for the stadium i agree why mm-hmm. would you mm-hmm. but for me personally i'm like yeah you you want like 500 bucks to keep it here oh yeah that would de- that motion would fail big time it would be moved <laughs> out by dia in a heartbeat i'll pay like a couple <laughs> other people's fair share here we go i love it i bet we could get some people in the youtube comments to try to chip in yeah exactly um a little bit of news oh. on this front mm. that I saw come out this weekend. Um, the Denver Post reported this. Rob Walton's son. Don't know his name. Um, Mr. Walton. <laughs> Walton Jr. 
he bought a 22 million dollar property in cherry hills village just outside denver colorado just outside Denver. <laughs> you know what else i will say though maybe a dub that he did it closer to denver than to the airport yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> uh and that just shows you rob walton probably very serious about his bid and what have we said if rob walton is serious about it it's going to be his and i don't i don't think he'd be this far into the process without being serious he doesn't need to tour the facility like he did because you know what ryan he could see a building he doesn't like he could see the whole facility and say boy i don't like this facility at all it doesn't matter to him he could just spend a couple hundred million dollars to build a new one yep yep i mean the fact that they're like the family is already putting roots down over yeah. here it almost felt it to me it almost feels like them like looking at the other candidates and being like just get out of here they're, they're like my by the way my son just bought a house that's worth as much as you are yeah for <laughs> right next to russell wilson yep exactly and i'm pretty sure when russ sold it or bought his house for 25 million it was the most expensive that's ever been recorded in by, the denver metro area by 10 million and so then rob just comes rob walton's son not even him comes in just three million short of that yeah and uh, there was some conversation like they paid way over asking which you do in Denver these days, yep. um, but like way over asking. And some people just said like, yeah, they didn't want to deal with the process. They saw their house. They said, this was our house. They got it. Then there were some other people who got into like capital gains because they're selling another house. <laughs> That's over my head. Um, but it is interesting that they, they spot the most expensive. They paid more than 10 million more, which on a scale of you know, one to 25 million, 10 million is a massive, yes, it's exponentially yes. more, you know, um, not actually, but it's 40%. It's a lot more than, uh, than anything right else has ever been. And then the Waltons come in right behind it and say, yeah, now it's only 3 million more. Yep. Exactly. And I just wish Russ would have come in and offered me 25 million for my place. I would have gladly given it to mm, him. Yeah. That would have been a good deal for one of you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Next one from Fashion Man says, yo, 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 my boy. Sad to hear Mace won't be going on. Going to miss his insight. Uh, enough with the sadness. Back to Broncos. One comment. Greg Dulcich wearing long socks is just a California thing. Being from Cali, I wear long socks with my shorts. I don't wear that kind of shorts, but my wife looks at me and asks, why I wear long socks with shorts? Well, why, why not just pants? Well, I told her because pants are too hot and I don't want to get sunburned can't wait to hear y'all's reaction peace love and chicken grease i'm out psr for the long comment let's ride by the way that is not, not a long, long comment we love hearing from you vash the man and uh it, the, the 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 thing here is i get the long socks that are calf length with shorts mm -hmm. so it's a look it's a style mm -hmm. some fans or something right exactly uh, something like what you're wearing the the white and the white the white shoes the white socks Dude, yeah i guess some people go white on white with it but all the way up to the knee I've, the, I don't see people walking socks, around though, with right? those. Uh, bait more baseball socks. Well, the football socks go up that high, too. You just never see it. Yeah. I guess it's because they're wearing pants. And yeah. once a regular season comes around, he's going to be wearing pants. Yep. Yeah. Some of them do, like, shorter sock, but then they have tights underneath it. So yeah. it goes, like, white, yeah. blue, white, right. something like that, that. That's your type of thing. Looking um, good. Actually, in Madden, I have all of my players um, just with one color. Okay. Okay. But all of them have a color. Like, it's not just you, – you, they're all wearing some sleeve of Purple some sort. Purple socks, yep. basically, Yep. Uh, for, for the Vikings. Um, 
was there any other question there? No, it's just about the style in California. It's definitely a style. I mean, you see it all the mm -hmm. time. It's like yep. maybe like a skater vibe a little bit. Yeah, but I, I think the California vibe is exactly what it is. Fair enough. Denver Rivals says, hey, guys, thanks again for mentioning Denver Rivals program. The kickoff party was a lot of fun, and we have built up some momentum for involvement with the program since. I hope the DNVR fam can help out the program that bridges the generational gap for Alzheimer's advocacy and activism. I can't believe Mace is moving on. Uh, and the show is at peak entertainment when RK and Zach were talking and Mace were talking about the boys in orange and blue. I know the Broncos organization is not hyped on Albert O being tight end one, but how about training him to be a Cordell Patterson type player? Interesting. Huh. He could be a huge mismatch to mix in some receiving reps. I know the wide receiver room is full. So is the tight end room. He has shown some great flashes. I hope he gets the ball and could be a good blocker on corners instead of linebackers. Uh, I love when the weather gets warmer, but it means I'll be in sports pur purgatory soon where the erratic Rockies are the only outlet I can go to. Uh, I love the summer. I'm ready for the start of football season. I'm hoping and believing Wilson will put all the doubters to rest once Hackett and Wilson uh, are running a pass primary offense that will play into the strengths of the personnel, keep up the great content, and support Denver rivals. Um... We Albert O. No, I mean he's he's not Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson like makes people miss. He's like a shifty, like he's obviously straight line speed. Um, but he was like a great returner because he makes people miss. Mm -hmm. Albert O. That's not part of his game at all. Here, here's where Albert O. Can be good is just a total mismatch, yeah. and he can be your second tight end out there. He can be your only tight end out there on very obvious passing downs. He can be lining up as a wide receiver, and and I think if the Broncos are going to look at this right, they're going to have to take pieces on and off the field throughout a game. Albert O. Should have his own package and should be getting snaps. Let me ask you this though: the Broncos are first and goal from the five. Mm -hmm. uh, they line up in the shotgun three wide receivers right and a tight end left they're trying to iso a tight end on whoever the seahawks want to be to match up with them yep and they're saying we're gonna run slant and let this guy use his body to box out that defensive back and catch this touchdown who's the tight end eric tomlinson 6'3, 265 <laughs> pounds uh initially i'm going albert o okay i think it's gonna be greg dulcich and i think i think it'll be greg dulcich i would personally go albert o they love Greg. They love him. Yep. And I think they're going to want to get him involved and confident and all this stuff early. And I, and I think in week one, you'll see something very similar to that. Yeah. Spread him out. Give an ISO out there. Whoever you put out there, it's either going to be a speed mismatch or a size mismatch. Yep. Russ is going to put it in a place where he just uses his body to box it out. Or if it's a linebacker, he beats him off the break and hits him on the slant. That's another premonition. It's happening week ah, one. I like it. Week one. Another one from Mile High Bucket says, My boys just following up yesterday's pod. I have not yet been to all the stadiums, but the goal is to see the Broncos in every one. So far, he's done 15 as well as the Hall of Fame game in Canton. This year, after Seattle, Carolina, and Baltimore, I will be at 18. I'm saving the AFC West games for last with a finale in Vegas because it's Vegas. My wife and her family are from Mexico City, so next time the Broncos are at Estadio Azteca. Thank you. We're going for sure. We will for sure be there. Following up on RK's comment on how it sucks when you go to an away game and lose, allow me to share a story. In uh -oh. 2019, we drove to Green Bay to watch the Broncos. Nine-hour drive, by the way, because there's no easy way to fly there. Anyways, that. long story short, uh, 
Joe Flacco sucks, and we lose the game, and traffic is horrible getting home. We don't get home until 3 a.m., and I have to go to work in the morning. But the people were super nice. The cheese was good, and the stadium is checked off the list. Glad you don't have to go there ever again. Fast forward to 2022. I'm at my desk at work, and it's announced that we got Russ. I just put my head down and teared up. No more Joe Flacco ruining road trips. We back, baby. Let's go. Next one's from Denver Rivals. Says, I will also add that La Loma is one of the best Mexican restaurants in the area. I miss when they were at their OG location right by Spear and I-25. Fun fact, I moved there with the idea of like, oh my God, I'm going to be able to walk to La Loma. Yeah. Mowed it down like days. Oh no. <laughs> and they did, they still haven't built anything there. Wow. Now so I've heard that you. they're actually, um, they've begun actual construction on something. But this was five years ago. They wow. haven't done anything. So you move them back when it's back? No. Yeah, there's a Lalomo near where I live now where they moved to. There you go. If you want Ryan to move by you, you got to uh, move next to La Loma. Bring the green chili. <laughs> uh, it was a destination to get some great Mexican food before walking a quarter mile over to Mile High for the Broncos game. Yeah, I actually went there before Broncos games a couple of times. It was great. Mm. Margaritas before a Broncos game. <laughs> Count me uh, I parked there for some great games like 2014 uh, going against Nathaniel Hackett and Kyle Orton led Bills. Wow. The 2015 Sunday Night Football game when the Broncos beat up Aaron Rodgers Packers and one L when they choked against the Raiders in 2015 and showed how much of a Swiss hold O-line our team had. Shout out Michael Schofield. Um, please support the Denver Rivals program and go Broncos. And finally, from Orange is the New Sack, RK, that Cole Swindell song has been living rent-free in my head. The Broncos are back, baby. He's from Georgia, so maybe he's talking red, meaning the Falcons, or even Georgia, like UGA. Okay, yeah. Uh, who knows what country concert are you going to in the summer? Well, I'm going to Luke Combs on Saturday. This Saturday. Bad news. Weather looks like ass. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Rough. And looking forward to it for May. like six months. Yeah. And we get a 50 degree day in the middle of May. And it's like 87 the end today. Of May, really? Yeah. Rough. Even on Thursday. Man, you know what that means, though? That just means a couple more cold ones before enduring. No, some warm ones, meaning whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's very country as well. Yes, exactly. There's it's probably cool. definitely a song about that. I'm a sure there song. is. Yes. Let me think if I can think of one off the top of my head. I can't. Um, but yeah, uh, it should be a good time. Hopefully the weather just like miraculously flips. The weather is putting a massive thorn in my side this weekend. It is a big one. Uh, and finally, we have a super chat. Let's hit this really quick <laughs> on our way out from Dylan, who says we did lose four games by one possession last year. There you go. Mm -hmm. All four, Russell Wilson, you win them. Yep, there you go. And that's what a great quarterback should do, be able to win those fourth quarter games. Absolutely. Uh, I feel like we won the fourth quarter of this podcast, Let's even go. though it only has three periods. <laughs> Speaking of three periods, go abs. Then we uh, won in overtime. There we go. There we go. Uh, appreciate all you guys for tuning in. Uh, hit us with a thumbs up on YouTube on your way out, and we will catch you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast.
take you back.